seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the long-awaited episode 67 of the hopeless show i am rohit and this is my co-host aaron wolf yo are we gonna do the whole show we're falling backwards i was trying to go more for like you know the arena sort of vibe you know um oh like pump it up like like uh what's that one song in the arenas that they always do uh like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe what if our intro should just be like Gary Glitter song two? Song and two. It's just yeah. like this like five. No, that's sorry. It's Blur song two. Gary Glitter is. Um, well, there's the, the this the, one. There's. There's the White Stripes. Dun, oh, that's dun, yeah, the White Stripes, the Seven Nation Army. But then Gary Glitter is like, da na 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 na. Hey, da na 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 na. Hey, I think that our listeners would stop listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think they're happy enough with our thirty-second intro. But if we were to have the entire Gary Glitter Hey song uh, <laughs> leading up, I think yeah, we would lose. But you know what? We're still going to treat our many thousands of listeners as uh, as our own, as if they're in our own arena each and every week. And yes. With a theme. Yeah. So why don't you kick that theme off, Aaron? And this theme this week, which has absolutely nothing to do with these intro things we just talked about, but also everything. It's commonality. And what's great when you're at an arena and you're hearing these songs, these different songs that pump up the crowd, is everyone has a commonality of cheering for that team. And everyone is together, even though you might have differences outside of that that team or that arena or that like you're, you're cheering for one team in particular, but in that moment, everyone is together for one thing. And it's a beautiful thing. Commonality. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, to try to find commonality in everything we talk about today. So with that being said, let's just talk a little about news from the quarantine before we dive into some pretty wild topics, everything from the, I mean, in sports, there was a really crazy incident that happened to Jerry Garcia. We're going to talk about being around non-vaxxers, YouTube likes. I, we're, it's really a weird show where we're going to find commonality. Singapore is coming up, Paris Hilton, you name it. So what what happened? What would you do during the quarantine? You know, during this last week where we quarantined but aren't anymore. Uh, let's see. Um what did I do? Oh, we had our office uh, holiday party um, in November because it had to be outdoors. Um, and it was really great. I got to see lots of people I'd never met before and drank for eight hours. Mm. Um, and I know I got home at 1130 because I checked the security camera footage the next day. <laughs> and there's just me like walking up to my front door. And just, do you ever have like, you know, like drunk moans? You're like, uh, uh, (laughs) you know, it's like that that pretty much precedes like the helicopter spins. Um, 
Yeah. And there was me like, just like really trying to understand the concept of key and keyhole <laughs> and turning. <laughs> How like, did that go? It was, this, this, it was agonizing to watch in replay. All I remember after leaving the after party was leaving the cab. I barely remember the front door. And then I remember waking up at 5 a.m. on my couch with my jacket and shoes on <laughs> and thinking, oh, you know, it's probably time to feed my dog and our cats dinner. And because it was a daytime party. So, yeah, they, they got dinner at 5 a.m., <laughs> which is a little bit late. And how are you feeling? Uh, I was hungover for at least, I think, 36 hours. Ooh, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. But also, I am soft these days. So, well, man, I can't drink like I used to in New York. You br- No, you bring up an interesting uh, point there. I don't know why this is, but for whatever reason, our brains, the moment we leave an event and there's been drinking going on and we decide, our brain decides, all right, I'm done with this event. For whatever reason, from that moment, through the Uber cab home, through the getting home, through the taking off or not taking off clothes, till going to sleep, seems to vanish. For whatever reason, the moment our heads say we're done with the night, even if we're not remotely done from the night because we still have many steps to get back home to do the basic things like basic human necessities, for whatever reason, our brains shut off. And I wonder if you all can relate to that because I know that's happened to me where for no reason in particular, because I'm still active, I'm still doing things, and you were still doing things, your brain shut off the moment you left. Oh, my brain shut off probably like three hours into the event. <laughs> and I just like, I'm just looking back. I'm having flashbacks. I'm like, oh man, was I saying some weird shit? Like I like giving people like these, like that I haven't seen. I was like, you're doing great work. You know, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh fuck. I'm just like cringing looking back, man. I'm like, oh Jesus. Was I like Tony Robbins at this party? Just hyping everyone up. I'm like, kill me, man. This is so fucking cringe. Um, so, Luckily, they were probably also in a similar state. So everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Or they might have been like, I've never worked with you. Yeah, <laughs> so, but you're doing great. Yeah. But you were awesome. Oh, I just hear, I hear that you've been amazing. Like, I just started. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You've done such a great job. Uh, I'm the bartender. <laughs> yeah, I think I get very annoyingly positive when I drink at company events to the point like I think it's just unbearable. <laughs> And that is definitely regrettable in my end. <laughs> You're that unbe- yeah. unbearable company party party guest. Oh yeah. Oh god, I'm the worst. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll we'll try to get to the bottom of that at a future event, and I'll try to tell you how terrible you are. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> and so there, there's another news from the quarantine. This has nothing to do with getting home or not getting home. I just thought we'd bring it up real quick. I think we'll come back to it a bit. Because I know you and I have on the side chatted a bit about it. So mm-hmm. uh, this whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, which is just, I think yep. every, it's, everyone knows about it. Everyone knows something's coming. And people have different views on this kid. What I find interesting, can I just, this is my thought process with this. During this, yeah. this week to think about what the heck's going to happen with this. Besides the obvious riots and and problems there will be problems no way there won't be problems whatever happens in this verdict it's going to be a mess i think what i don't like is i truly believe the 
white kid privilege thing is fully intact here. There's no way if he was a anyone other than a white kid that he would be even in this position right now. He'd be locked up. He would not be a like a some pariah. Is that the right word? He'd be a yeah. He would be in a heap load more trouble and the whole fake crying thing he did all this stuff just wouldn't be happening right now but be like the kid is 17 he went 30 minutes away with a big gun that he's not supposed to have and was walking the streets where he shouldn't have been walking with the gun that he shouldn't have been open carrying like that and any other case he would have been and then like waved to the cops all that stuff that we saw videos of so I just find it frustrating that that we're back to this again and i think it's going to lead to a lot of turmoil again on the plus side and then curious your quick your thoughts before we dive into more there was there's a guy named julius jones who and i usually would never say this sentence ever but kim kardashian did something positive i don't usually say that sentence but she did she fought for this guy who there's really evidence that he didn't do the murder that he did. So he got off a death row and then they'll keep fighting to see if he can actually get out. But he was charged with first degree murder in 2002. And now he's, uh, you know, he's much older and he probably didn't even do it. So that's where I just find you hear it. But I just thinking about this during this time of reflection during the quarantine when we're all, uh, not really quarantining anymore, that the Rittenhouse thing was such a... Like, there's just no way this guy... This guy... Rittenhouse would have gotten the treatment this guy got if not for him being a 17-year-old white kid. Yeah, and I think that's actually one of the most important things. So first of all, the the Rittenhouse kid sucks ass. The dude sucks. Yeah. And he's not a cool kid. I don't think he's a good kid. Um, And I couldn't stand the kid, and I still can't. And I, when I was watching this trial, my opinion of what happened, I realized just how misled and how misrepresented everything has been in the media. Every bit of evidence, like this kid shouldn't have been there, but honestly, the people that were burning down small businesses, probably you could argue that too. You had like, he killed two people and shot another guy's bicep off. All the video evidence, all the eyewitness evidence, he, you know, the first guy was shouting the N word. This is a guy that's also been convicted of raping five different boys, which is irrelevant to this process, right? Yeah, that's on a, but that's the thing. There. Let's, uh, un, let's uh, say irrelevant. they're irrelevant. Let's say they're but, all uh, what? saviors. It doesn't matter. It's that they're people and he shot it's, them. But but the whole, yes, but in self-defense, this dude is chasing him down the street. I'm going to kill you. Tackles him, tries to take his gun. And when you, when you literally by the law, when you engage and you try to grab a firearm, that is considered deadly force. And that, Rice used deadly force. So he shot him. Then he didn't shoot anybody else. Then this, then he got getting his head starting to get his smashed in by a skateboard. Shot that guy. Then he retreated again. And then this other dude even admitted in court pulling out a gun and pointing at him first. That is again admissible. And he didn't even kill that. He shot his bicep. I hate Kyle Rittenhouse. The kid sucks. He shouldn't have been there. But also he has the right to be there. His father lives in Kenosha. And actually the gun charges were thrown out because he actually was allowed to open carry by the law in Wisconsin, even being underage. He did not break the law there. That was thrown out. And the thing what I've just been seeing is you got all this this hijinks being pulled off by the prosecution. It's, it's really disheartening. And I think what I'm just trying to get to is your point is correct in the sense that the outcome, if he was black or brown, would probably have been very, 
very, very different. But what I do think is all the evidence points to self-defense and it has, and the prosecution has been awful hiding evidence, you know, trying to mislead, uh, witnesses. And the, I don't think the excuse should be, we should give this kid an unfair trial because people in the past have had unfair trials, but we should use this as precedent that trials when it comes to this should be fair. I don't think he should have an unfair trial because in the past there has, and that's the weird, that's the weird like bloodthirst I'm seeing from everybody. And you know, they, they call him like a white supremacist and all that. He's, she, she shot three white dudes, right? And one of them literally screaming the N word the entire time, setting shit on fire, doing all this shit. Like that to me is, I don't see that white supremacy in there and in his actions. No, and but we know his I, background. Yeah. We know what he, what he was about. Like he was in it's, that whole but that's scene. All, he was doing the sign. Um, I mean, that's the okay sign. There's, and it may or may not, but even then it's, I think that when all you have to look at is the actions, you have to look at what happened and he did not break the law and he is on trial for murder as anybody would be that shoots two people or shoots three people and kills two of them. But when all the evidence and you even had the, the, the prosecution give a doctored compressed video to make sure that they couldn't, that the defense couldn't even, and I'm sure you saw that too. Right? Yeah. So this is like, they're withholding evidence. Then you had MSNBC. Uh, they had to apologize today. They had one of their freelance reporters that was f- trying to follow. They broke a red light tailing the juror's bus after the deliberation. So they could then, you know, dox the reporter, dox the jurors. Um, sorry, trailing jurors bus. So like, to me, I, when this all first happened, I was like, this kid has to pay. This kid needs to go to jail. This kid came to a protest. He brought a gun across state lines. He did all this. Everything that has been proven has been proven false. You cannot convict somebody because of past injustices that happened to other people. We have to follow the law. And I just think that it's 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 a sad situation. And I have actually just watching the trial and watching all the evidence. I'm like, my opinion has quickly shifted and you got to go with the facts here. Um, and that's, I think, where I'm at. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I think he should not get away with this in uh I, I don't think he's innocent i don't know how guilty he is and that's i haven't watched enough of the trial to know exactly how guilty he is or what he does or doesn't deserve in terms of his the the outcome the you know the what they're going to rule i do think that he shouldn't if he if they just say he's innocent that's a problem cuz he all, you know, the engaging, who was doing what, someone was throwing stuff at him. He was, as you say, looking for trouble. And he wasn't out there to just help. He was out there to cause damage of some sort. And and he found his yes, people. But- I just think he deserves, there is some, he is not, almost nobody would get away with what he did scot-free. I think if it's, I honestly, when you, like, and I, you know, Freddie DeBoer, who's a great writer, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to read it, but yeah. a, he talked about chaos. There was chaos that was invited. You can't just say, listen, we're going to have all this chaos, but only some kinds of chaos. And he had every right to be there as other people did. And, and at, right now, these other people were literally caught sitting a gas station on fire and he was trying to put it out. And that's how this whole thing started. He's walking around with the, with the, with the uh, fire extinguisher trying to put the, the they're, they're literally trying to blow up a gas station. And that's why he started getting chased down. 
he was he had his gun on him he wasn't pointing it at people he was literally pointed out and this is all on video so i think there's he shouldn't have been there and but i don't think anybody should have fucking been doing that shit shouldn't have been blowing up gas stations that's not, that's not how the world works and when you have a chaotic event you can't just say oh well one chaos is, is good and righteous and the other chaos is not no you invited everybody there was just destroying shit and I, like I said, the kid sucks. My opinion changed once I started seeing all the facts and just seeing just how distorted everything is being reported. When you actually look at the video, when you actually hear the test, when you actually look at that, it's an open and shut case. He may not be innocent, but he's not guilty of murder. It's, it's self-defense. So we'll see what happens. I, I, yeah. uh, I think it's going to cause chaos. <laughs> I think this verdict will oh, cause of chaos course. no National Guard, 500 National Guard members are stationed outside the courthouse. There's... And here's the thing, people have a right to be upset because I do see that there's the idea of like, oh, is this okay with being like vigilantism? And then like, how would you like it if, you know, black and brown people showed up to, to sort of like probably rallies and with guns? I'm like, yes, do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like I, I think everybody should have the right to, if it's legal and open to, if it's legal to do it in that state and, and, and carry guns, yes. Go big. Do yeah. it. Yes. Like, like I, I'm not being a hypocrite, man. It's like I said, I wanted Rittenhouse to pay until I watched the damn trial. And then everything would just fell apart. And now we're kind of like, target turn, it's, it's somehow turned into this one thing. It's like, well, other people in the past had to pay, so he should go to it. Even if, even if he is, even if it was self-defense, people were saying he should still pay. Like, that's just crazy. That's, that makes no sense to me. I hope um, something so. happens. I think he should get something. I don't know what. I don't, I don't, I mean, what about all the people there like, I don't know why people are so upset at the types of people that, I mean, who wants justice for some of these people? They're awful people, too. Like, they they don't deserve justice. So, sorry, some of that rapes all these children, even though he didn't know about that. To me, that's like, oh, dude, that's good riddance. See ya. I have no What is it called? The, uh, it's called the Publisher's Clearinghouse. <laughs> What's it called? The, uh, when you, you know... The people are doing away with themselves by. I don't remember what I'm trying to say, Rohit. Sometimes I, know, I just don't know. <laughs> but I, somehow I went to Publishers Clearinghouse. So let's go to topic one because we don't know what's going to happen here. We don't know the specifics, but I felt we had to talk about it because it's such a it's such a big thing that became a huge thing. And we'll see what happens with this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wish none of this shit happened. I wish Jacob Blake wasn't shot in the back seven times i like actually when he when he talks when he like gives little speeches and talks about what's going on I, that guy's awesome the way that he conveys yeah. his thoughts and you know i'm sorry even if he's walking around with a knife i i don't think that's that's grounds to use you know like deadly force by the police like that was absolutely insane you are outnumbering him sorry there's a mosquito flying in front of my oh you got it and face i don't know if i did i don't see any smush um <laughs> Like Jacob Blake, like should have never ever been attacked in the way. No, I, I'm sorry. Like never. Like George Floyd. I'm sorry. That ups- that brutal force, keeping it like for his, his knee on his neck for almost ten minutes. That's also should have never never happened. And I understand the rage, and I understand why there was so much chaos in the streets. And I just think it's an unfortunate thing. Some people show up there to try and, you know, defend their dad's neighborhood or the place where they worked and all that. And it's not the smart thing to be there, but they have just as much of a right to be there as any person is to be there. It wasn't, you know, 
and it sucks that he went there. It sucks that, you know, he got caught up in the situation he did. And it, it, it sucks that those guys chose to try and attack and kill a kid with a gun. Cause that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's a big fail. Like, that's a dumb thing to do. So yeah, it, that, that, it's a, it's Darwinism all the way around. Darwinism so. all the way around. And that's where we have a commonality is that we want justice to be served for everyone equally. And that is a commonality. I think we all should agree with. So let's go right into, cause I think that's a perfect segue to uh, YouTube. Yeah. So this one, this is, uh, you know, we've had a condensed uh, show schedule because of interviews and everything. But this is a topic I wanted to bring up a couple weeks ago, and it was around uh, around the election time. But uh, so YouTube has announced they are removing the dislike count on originally they were going to remove the dislike button from their videos, but then they were going to remove. Now it's going to hide the dislike count to viewers. As a creator, you can see it. Um, people are like oh, who cares it's just, it's a no i mean the dislike button's been around for a long time but i am very very concerned about this uh youtube co-founder uh uh what's his name? uh jawed kareem mm-hmm. uh he said he suggested this change is you know it's going to be just leading to youtube's decline um and youtube's response is like hey listen you know we don't want people like we, we're concerned about fake dislikes apparently not concerned about fake likes and the first incident was in January after Biden swearing in when all the, the sorry, mosquito, all the crazy. So this mosquito is just yeah, so you, just so you know, as, as Rowett's talking about this, he is half just concerned because there is a mosquito in his house. It's probably been there since he came home drunk and doesn't remember yeah. the big mosquitoes that he brought home with him in his cab. You had a bag of mosquitoes, right? Yeah. I think I did. Maybe that was like the party take-home gift. It's just like, hey, here's mosquitoes that will never not be around buzzing your face. But anyway, um, so YouTube had initially around uh, the the Biden, Joe Biden swearing in. They it was the first time they had done it. They had actually hidden the dislikes on Joe Biden swearing in because uh, you had a whole bunch of the the video had seventy seven hundred likes for his swearing video, but 32,000 dislikes. <laughs> and that was just, a, it was a bunch of MAGA people, all salty, just like dislike. Getting bomb. mad. And yeah, which is so corny, but also hilarious. Cause it's, you know me, I love me some chaos. Yeah. Um, but it's, that was, you've had Trump videos, you've had Obama videos, like you've like the dislike button, you've had like really nice things on YouTube that are nice, but because people one political eye on another, like, or they hate this musician or whatever, like it just gets downvoted into oblivion um, or disliked. And for the first time they did it, like it was very interesting that they were protecting a political figure, which to me is very, very weird collusion type shit. Like, I don't think any, first of all, I think, like, as you know how I feel about politicians, I think that they should fear people and they should fear the American people that, you know, anytime they feel like they can control what's happening uh, and, and control the conversation, that is very dangerous. So this to me is a form of conversation control. I don't know how much the Biden administration asked you to do. It's not fair to assume, but it's what it is. I think it's very easy to connect the dots from that point to now where they're removing it because you've got these mega morons. Sorry if anybody listens, everybody's a moron. Um, but you've got them still like dislike bombing. And um, you even got people like that are like Chloe Zhao. We're going to get this in, into our hopeless TV um, segment where we talk about Eternals. 
uh, you know, people were like review bombing and just giving it awful, awful reviews just because of many reasons. We're going to get to that. But like, that is the internet. And I don't think we need to protect feelings on the internet. I think that's the worst thing you can do. But, and so I think if YouTube is removing the dislike count, they should remove the like count. Um, I, and, you know, I'll give you a little hope. Comments. You can remove the dislike button, but you can't remove the comments. And what I do like about the comments. Yes, you can. What? You can. You can what? You can remove comments. No, I know you can remove comments. I'm saying you can still comment as much as you want, and then the user can remove the comments, right? Uh, yes, yes. The, the video's host can remove the comments, but also they do have auto-moderation, which I'm actually really glad about in some ways, in many ways, actually. Um, and one of the best examples why I love it is because I have this video of people breaking in, you know, attempting to break into my house. And I... I get these notifications all the time. You know, video's got like almost half a million views. It's not a very big video, but like, you know, that was what they shot the commercial and all that shit with, um, with Ring. And there's still people every now and then because I get the emails when people comment in the video. I'm like, that's racist. And then I go to remove that because I don't want that shit on my video. It's like, it, this is not there. This is about people being dumb, you know, like not hiding their faces. like climbing, And like, I go to remove these racist comments and every single time within seconds, because as soon as I get the email, I'm like, that one's not, I don't want that shit on me. Really? Um, on, my, on, on this video. Yeah, I don't I don't want racist shit on my, on my feed. Like, at least people comment on my shit. I don't want to make it, you know, I don't want people to think, oh, this is what I'm inviting in. No, because I'm not. I don't like that shit. Um, and I think it's okay for a creator to be able to remove that. But I love the fact, actually, that YouTube is is sort of auto-filtering. I, you don't need to see some of that, sh- like that shit. So I think that's that's that's. So good. then at what point fine. is the, the like button? Because I'm trying to bring hope here. Because I think... It's dumb to get rid of that button. It's also kind of funny. Like if something is so disjointedly, like weirdly hated like that, it's so obvious that it was just people trying to bomb it. I've also had myself things get like, like people try to universally hate things I've done. And like you're talking about with Ring and it's annoying when people do do that. So I I do think at some point there should be a, there should be that cutoff button. And I hope YouTube figures out that algorithm because I'm sure they have it because they're YouTube where it's if if someone if you can tell it's just a from one area or there's just a group of people just purposely all of a sudden there's a bombardment of hate or of dislike, then you should cut it off and like maybe it should be like no more tampering with this video for 12 hours or 24 hours because we need something that moderates so people can't just bash something for no reason, but also everyone can give their opinion some middle ground. Yeah, or I mean, for me, I, 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 I think the like button and dislike button are some of biggest of what could be what they could be. And I think instead of like trying to block hard feelings or show that oh, listen, we don't want to like make YouTube seem like a MAGA platform, then just get to the root cause. It's like I think those the dislike counts are a symptom, not the cause of problems. And then get to the to try and figure out use it as like okay, wow, so our video has thirty two thousand dislikes. Instead of saying let's hide those dislikes, let's Try and address them. Yeah. Build a bridge. And and then we could. I mean, I. it's like an easier set. That's more a little kumbaya for me. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see it happening. But what I will hope, Gong, is... and I yeah, hope It was you, a promise. It was a campaign promise. It was a campaign promise. I mean, there's been... Basically, everything's impossible to do right now. I think that it is impossible to do anything. The fact that we got this... Infra- anyway, we won't get into that. But... What I will hope, Gong, is the fact that you have a video 
you know, through all of this and everything you just, you have a video that has almost half a million likes that you have made zero dollars on. And to me, that is always and forever going to be prove that show that there is hope in the world because <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your your ring commercial has been seen by millions and millions and millions of people. Yes. And many, many millions. And you just had your car towed because you couldn't pay for it. It's amazing. <laughs> what a I don't understand the car towing reference, but I'll go with it. Just go with um, it. It's just a it's something yeah, that could have happened. I'm into it. Like a mad but it, my point of that is, and then we'll go into some crypto crazy stuff and sports stuff, is you could be have this commercial and like then be losing your house and losing everything you own because you couldn't even afford payment on next month's rent and you couldn't afford your car, but you happen to catch burglars ring doesn't own you, owe you a dollar. They're still airing months and months and months later, your video and your commercial and you're on the street. That could be possible. I mean, I hope it's really not. Um, but yeah, it, it, it could be. Um, just it's yeah, like the opposite sure. of crypto where people who might be on the street all of a sudden become multimillionaires. So can we go into some crypto, Rohit? Let's do that, Aaron. I think it's time. So I had a meltdown. I admit it. I had an absolute meltdown. I, I couldn't control my feelings and emotions. Uh, from your end, can you describe what it was like? Because it was all about Kitty Inu, the coin that Rohit had discussed on this podcast that then I decided I needed to get, even though he'd lost a lot of money on it already, but I didn't want to have FOMO. So I needed to get it. And then just tell me what you were getting on your end in terms of communication. This is, this is for our listeners. This is my Aaron experience. Um, <laughs> so as we all know, you know, sometimes to buy some of these tokens, which aren't like real crypto, you got to do a whole bunch of, you know, buying some Ethereum in one place, transferring it, paying that fee, then to into your wallet and from the wallet, uh, then using like a swapping platform to then swap it to another thing and then making sure it shows up in your wallet and then realizing you don't have enough Ethereum because there's gas charges and then you gotta go get more Ethereum, do that again, top it off, and then you still can't see it or it's like pending approval and all this stuff. And yeah, and, it, and like I spent hours I'm sure you, I think you spent over a couple of yep. hours uh, working through it too. You finally got it. Despite my warnings on the last episode, I was like, Aaron, I think I already, you know, with after me putting in like $1,100, I ended up with like $650 worth of Kitty Inu. You know, once all said and done with all the, with all the fees, yeah. which is really absurd. Very bad, um, very bad investment. <laughs> and Aaron then gets in like the next day after all these issues. And, and also I'm bombarding you with texts left and right. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And also my 650 went down to like 420 or 30 from the time, like in 24 hours after I bought it, I was like, Oh crap. So then Aaron gets in, he buys a chunk at that lower price. And then two days later it goes like that, like my 650 was worth like 1150 or something or 1200 in, you know, a day or two later, like, Holy shit. So Aaron really, you really did good. And right now you're still up right now. I'm in the red a little bit. Um, but yeah, this has been the kind of adventure of Kitty Inu. However, I do have a very interesting development from the very uh, smart resource that I guess told us to get into. Yes. Oh so no. 
I mentioned those oh, no, I'm hundreds and hundreds of dollars of fears of fees that are incurred, you know, for Ethereum, which is called gas fees because Ether gas, you know, Ethereum is very expensive to convert to other currencies. It's very expensive to trade because um, it takes a lot of energy to process on, you know, the people that are mining and doing all like the, the you know, the transactions on their on their computers. Um, but there is it's going to be least listed in pancake swap. We use like lunar swap, I think. And that was like an Ethereum based one. So, or Uniswap we used and that was Ethereum. It's going to be listed on pancake swap, which you and I have used for other tokens before. And that's a Bitcoin based one, a BEP 20 based. And when you used Bitcoin to kind of convert and trade out, the fees are fractions, like microscopic fractions of what they would with. Oh, Ethereum. so we got even further so what, screwed. No, well, yes, in one way, but if this opens up a lot more trading volume, because now people can get into it much easier. Oh, then we'll be rich. That helps us. That yes, then then we'll be uh, doing this podcast from our own uh, dueling yachts somewhere in yeah. the Mediterranean. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is not advice. Aaron and I are absolute dumbasses, um, and you're actually going to be seeing some of that um, because uh, I have an article, another article in the Guardian coming. Oh, out. really? Uh, this weekend, yeah, and it's all about me being a crypto dumbass, but as but that's uh, and some of my exploits with it, but really how it seems to me the only way I can actually plan for my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. great. So it's coming out this week. Breaking news: the article is yeah. coming out this yeah. week. It is. It is, and so I hope. Uh, I hope uh, everybody likes it and doesn't think less of me. Uh, no, we on this show we've been. I just hope you pimp the show a lot in the article so that people know to listen for for your least informed advice about cryptocurrency. You know to listen to this podcast. That's all that matters. The articles are simply used to pimp the podcast. Yeah, this is this is us. This this podcast with all her many listeners is purely for self promotion. Yes, that's all we exist for. And I hope that Guardian article was just um, for self promotion too. I hope, like every third sentence, you go and listen to the podcast and listen to the podcast. By the way, here's my and listen to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I do have it on my bio. It's like literally my only thing is bio is it, it, I'm a creative director and co-host of this podcast. Not even kidding you. So if, you, if anybody looks goes to the Guardian and looks up Rohit Thawani, you will see that in my bio. So yes, I am always cross plugging. Well, it's good to cross plug, and I think now congrats on the article. There's some commonality. We Thank all you. get to read Rohit's article this week, which is going to be an enjoyable read, and then we will talk about the article next week on the podcast. Yes, and and. I've had many people hate some of my other articles that I've written. Um, and I love reading those. It's like, I had one about celebrities right when the quarantine started, of how irrelevant they are. And all I got was, um, uh, oh, this person probably lives in his mom's basement. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't understand celebrities. Blah, blah, blah. He's never accomplished anything in his life. I'm like, shut up, you like toothless bastard. You have no understanding of what is lame or not. But anyway. <laughs> Um, and celebrities can be very lame. Um, <laughs> well, you know what else can be lame? Sports stars. Whew. Rough one. Aaron, do you want to talk about this video? Well, there is a guy that I don't even remember being in the NFL. Oh, I had him in my fantasy team. You did? Because he, he was good for like he, a year or something, right? Yeah, he was kind of like one of those like RB2s, you know, like 
starting running back, like, you know, he, he was, like, not as good as, like, Ladanian Tomlinson or whoever at the time, right? But, like, he could get you, te- you know, 10 to 16 fantasy points week in, week out. And he had a couple of good games. But, yeah, I remember rostering I him. don't. I do know that I just saw a video of Zach Stacy, another NFL football player, former football player, who they have video of him just decimating his ex-girlfriend or what, ba- the mother of his kid who is sitting there on the couch like a five-month-old. And you see him throw her against the TV and like the TV breaks on her. She tries to get up. He hits her. It's about as disgusting a domestic violence dispute that you'll see captured on camera, like up with the Ray uh, uh, Ray Lewis one Ray or Ray Rice one, right? Ray Lewis uh-huh. is a different problem, but the Ray Rice one, yeah, it just I felt totally hopeless from this because it really keeps happening, and it seems like the NFL is the uh, at the forefront of just having these incidents. And this, I mean, this guy, I think, uh, who is it? Devontae Adams, maybe, said that he should go to jail for life. He won't because that isn't what happens in a domestic dispute. But I I think this video and everyone, you should watch it if you have the stomach for it. If not, just trust us. It's disgusting. That... It shows that the NFL, again, is a incredibly violent sport. It leads to a lot of concussions. It leads to a lot of problems uh, with people after they're done with the NFL. And, and it keeps happening. It's like the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing again and not doing anything about it. And the NFL seems to keep doing it again and again and again, where whether they don't take care of their players afterwards, whether they don't teach people how to be good people or whether because it's such a violent sport they're just used to violence i don't know the the pro i don't know exactly what the answer is i just know this is this is one of those woe moments of just again how disgusting people can behave and nfl players seem to be they don't set a good example in this department a lot of the time yeah i think the this was one of the most awful i've watched beheading videos right i've watched people like like get their heads taken off with a chainsaw on the internet and like some of that stuff is so shocking it's hard to take it as reality right but i remember being a kid you know we had i had a you know some really close friends and their dad would do this shit to their mom all the time we'd be playing nintendo we'd hear it from upstairs hear heads smashing into walls like hear crying sobbing like and it was like it was scary but also at the same time we were too scared to pretend we were too scared to acknowledge it Hmm. right like you know and it was just one of these things and and watching this video he picked her up he slammed her he went after her so many times and there's and her response was like she's the most the scariest most heartbreaking thing she was like babe please please." like how calm she was how like she was trying to maintain her composure and you know there's two things that why that is one this has happened so many times before that she's kind of built her she's trained herself for the second thing which is she knows just how easily saying the one wrong thing could make this so much worse for her and that to me was so fucked up then even like the final thing throwing her into her kids like um whatever those like play thing kid motorcycles yeah Yeah, it's like a three-wheel thing that they sit in and like they bounce around and shit um 
Yeah, he threw her into that. And it was like, holy fuck. It's probably like, because they didn't ha- plan a good nap time for the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Is you go on Twitter as you under like the Devante Adams tweet where he's like, there's no excuse. This kid needs to be like under the jail, not even in the jail, but under the jail. And then you got people that are commenting like, listen, there's two sides to every story. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I don't know if you saw that one. I was like, yeah. Oh, I think we found the, uh, the woman beater because if someone has to say there's two sides to every story, there is no response. There's nothing that could instigate that she could have done that would merit this outside of like terrible things. Like, even then you don't do that. Even then you call the police and then you like deal with it. Like what if, people what if, what if to be devil's advocate to be one of those people, what if she like poisoned him and he knew she had poisoned him and he was throwing her around to scare her to get the antidote? There's two sides to every story. There's two sides to every story. Yeah, it's... And and I think that just goes to show how dumb that tweet is because there's no story. There's no likely story that could ever justify what this giant dude did to not only a woman, but the mother of his child with the child crying in the room. So what do we need to... What do we need to do? And I think you have another football uh, update here, but what do we need to do to find... I mean, I think the commonality here is that this has to stop. The problem is it keeps happening. And the NFL seems to be the leader, the worldwide leader in players from the NFL getting into these kinds of situations. I, I think that's just because they got spotlights on them. I think domestic abuse is so much more widespread than people want to talk about. Oh, I agree. I think I'm just saying why so much why the often. NFL more than, I don't know, NBA or MLB or... I mean, sure, you could blame CTE, brain injuries and some stuff because, yeah, Aaron Hernandez, you know, all these people like, yeah, that, that happens. But I don't think it's an NFL problem. I think it's a man problem. I think it's a okay. problem with men. I think it's a problem with men, like toxic masculinity. Yeah, of course. But it's also the fact that men are not taught to be connected to their emotions they're not taught how to express themselves and you know we're we're, we're in a world where it's still not there's this shit's still happening i think it's everywhere no and it is and okay I, I don't for men to seek help go to therapy talk about their feelings that is okay just trying to be a tough guy for the sake of proving to yourself that you're not what you really are which is we all have insecurities we all have emotions we all have things that we struggle with is not being a man. That's being a little kid. That's being a little a yep. little child. And, and you know, and it's nobody should ever put their hands on anybody else. That's just like that should be the rule of the world. But they have been since the dawn of man, right? And that this it's not excusing it. It's just a disgusting reality of our species. Yeah. Hell, of all animals, animals attack each other they fight they're territorial it's bred in war is bred into our dna but sometimes people mistake others as combatants when they are partners yeah. and when they need help themselves and that and that is it's i i don't like i said i think the nfl definitely plays a role but i think that's just because of the most high profile ones and i think for every one zach stacy video there's thousands and thousands of non nfl players that are not caught on their hidden cameras from two angles mm. that are doing this. All right. I mean, dude, these women's shelters are full for a reason, man. Yeah. They are full for a reason. Well, and, maybe there's... And we they're c- not full of women married former NFL players. Then the hope is to all men out there, it's okay to 
say that you're not feeling right, that something's upsetting you, that there are emotions going on within you because you don't have to try to prove anything. You don't have to try to be tougher than you are. Everyone has stuff. So you're not proving anything by suppressing it. And yeah, and honestly, yeah. with that, I'm, I'm just curious your next one because you have another yeah, sports I mean, thing going on. Yeah, I mean, even just add on to that, it's like the message out there is just to be a man. And being a man means you have self-control, you have understanding, and you don't throw tantrums, you don't get violent, you don't do this shit when things upset you. Because that's what a a child, shitty child yeah. does. That's what a child does. And straight up, honestly, like we talked about the Rittenhouse thing earlier, if this girl had a gun on her, she would have had every right to shoot Pop, 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 bang, 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 bang. Yep. And that's self-defense, man. And that's... That's that's what it is, and that's so. We're gonna see this play out. I think, I think Zach Stacy's uh, local car dealership endorsements are probably gonna be, uh, <laughs> done for. Um, but yeah, yeah, screw we that. Had, no, we're gonna and another. Uh, yeah, yeah, and here's the other. This is breaking. As of when we're recording this, just got a text from some friends, and I think you're on the thread too. But this is actually shocking. Upstanding citizen and role model, Antonio Brown. You know, everybody's most cuddly favorite person. Yeah. And this is speaking with a lot of sarcasm. Yeah. A lot of sarcasm. Um, apparently obtained a fake COVID-19 vax card to avoid NFL protocols um, based on the word from his live-in chef. And I mean, he's unvaxxed. I t- I'm going to tell you right now, my immediate reaction is this is an immediate this is full of hope. This is all hope. This is the most hopeful thing we've talked about so far. Because he got caught for being a dumbass. He's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. which no one wants to win again. They're disgusting. They're like, they're bad guys now. They're the bad guys. Tampa Bay is, uh, that place sucks. Like, to all our listeners in Tampa, I don't, I don't mean it specifically. But it just... This is great news. I'm going to start hope gong. I'm going to hope gong this a lot right away. I think this is fantastic news. I hope he gets suspended the whole season. I hope the whole team did the same thing. They all have fake vax cards and they're all suspended and the team loses. Can I counter that though really quick? One sec. I'm not done. Okay. Yeah. What? I'm going to make it a little more hopeless because I don't know where your hope's coming from because Aaron Rodgers missed a week or two weeks. He lied. Oh, I see where you... He said he was immunized. I don't think Antonio Brown... I think that set precedent. I do not think Antonio Brown should be suspended differently than Aaron Rodgers. I do because I really don't like that team. So I think that it should be a team-by-team basis and us fans should vote on how long we should suspend players. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that that to me, just the optics are not looking good if they give him any different treatment than Aaron Rodgers. Except he, like, Aaron Rodgers said something in a news conference. Antonio Brown made a fake identification of himself, which no. is illegal. When, when, and I love, honestly, I love Aaron Rodgers. And Antonio Brown used to be my favorite NFL player till he became, you know, a cartoon villain. But like Aaron Rodgers, when he asked point blank, are you vaccinated? Said, uh, 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 I'm immunized. Uh, <laughs> you know, and like, that was a fucking lie. 
And it was an absolute lie. You do not get immunity from what he was doing, from all the holistic things he was doing. You do not get it. That was a lie. And, it, and he lied to his teammates. He lied to everybody. And it was under very false pretenses, what he felt was a vaccination equivalent. And I don't see any difference. And I think it would be criminal if the NFL suspends him. Well, and if they punish him anymore. How old is he, too? He's like got to be nearing the end, right? Uh, AB's probably 31, I think. So he's got a few more years, but he's not like what he was with Pittsburgh. So. No, I mean, he's a top five all time receiver. Yeah. But yeah, his his best days are behind him. But he's he's still really good. Um, Well, his his feet. And his, to me, it's all hope. I think that I hope he gets suspended for a long time. He made fake identification. I will see what happens. You know, this is a little debate here. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping for yeah. nothing but the worst for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everyone associated with them. I think that they're all scum, and I yeah. hope they uh, rot in hell. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm on the opposite side. I hope that he gets the exact same treatment as Aaron Rodgers, which I think was too lenient. Totally think it's too lenient. I hope that they are treated fairly because everyone deserves the same fair treatment. And commonality. You believe in commonality. I believe, yeah. And I think like same rules for everyone. And the, I think that should be it. And if you already set precedent and the sad part is, I think they both should have been suspended longer, but I need Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team very badly. So I'm okay with it in one, in some ways. Um, but the bad thing is, is now I don't think that this is two isolated incidents. These guys have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars many players can find their way around like proving that they actually got vaccinated. Um, so, <laughs> well, like I think this, yeah. this is going to lead perfectly directly into t- my topic here because yes. what I have been learning row it. And I wanted to bring this to the show is that it is okay. I believe to be around non-vaxxers, people who think differently than you, people who are on the right, people who are on the left who are different. All of this stuff I think is actually okay. And I think should be, we should start trying to do this as a society more. I did it recently. It was around a bunch of people who thought the complete opposite of me on everything in regard to whatever they call politics these days, which really isn't politics anyway. And one one conclusion to this is besides these things that are getting super politicized because of the media, we have a lot of common commonalities. They don't like cancel culture. I don't like cancel culture. They believe in free speech. I believe in free speech. They we have like they don't they believe in like climate change and global warming is a problem. So do I. And so the moment we we stop the media, the CNN and Fox News and all their, their topics that they love talking about. And we start actually just talking to the person and you put away immediately judging them as one thing or another thing. Like, And I we've talked on this show about people who just immediately you're dead to them because of one thing. All right. If someone doesn't want to be vaxxed at this point, COVID is not what it was anymore. We've gotten it a lot more under control with knock on wood. And... A lot of people have gotten vaxxed. If you really decide deep down you cannot be vaxxed, I'm still down to hang. I feel safe. I feel down to hang out with you and talk about things that aren't that and maybe have a good time along with it. And so I think my hopeless part of this is I feel that people, and I'm curious what you think about both of this, because I feel that people who rush to judgment immediately because of one thing they hear about someone that happens to be a media hot topic also, I think... 
they're causing the problem and they're letting Trump, who we're not fans of, him win. Because before Trump, it wasn't black and white. You're either this or you're that and you can't talk to someone no matter what. He made it that way. He made that cultural shift happen. And if we keep doing that and if we keep having these very black and white stances on who we associate with, who we think are good or bad people based on one decision they made or one thing they think that's a media hot topic. We're part of the Trump problem then. We're not part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I see some hope in this. First of all, the lack of, I, I lose some hope because I was really hoping that Lena Dunham would move to, Cal, to Canada um, <laughs> when Trump won. And that was a big bummer that she didn't because that she sucks. But um, I was going to but, also, so that uh, would have been sad. Yeah, but it would have been like a fair trade. You know, I lose you, but we also lose her. <laughs> so it's like they're both, you know, one win, yeah. one loss, you know. Yeah, I, I'd have gotten over you would, it. You'd be fine. But no, I was kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I think this is, I bring this back to social media. Social media is the worst thing to ever, literally, I'm not even kidding, is the worst thing to ever One second, I'm going to post this comment. Twitter. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Twitter is in, and I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter every day for way too long. Um, Twitter is the worst thing to happen to probably in one of our, our in, in civilization, in modern civilization. Um, and because we've already talked about all the implications, how, you know, we've moved to a headline culture. We, we've gone to just a zeitgeist that is just polarized where everybody hates each other. And, but think about how most of your interactions with other people are not in, peers, in person at all, right? You communicate with people, you talk to people, you and I are doing this on Zoom. People are listening to this digitally. The stuff that people are saying online to each other, about each other, their fears, their anger, their, their anger, their rage, they wouldn't, I would venture to say, would only say 2% of that in person to those same people. Yeah. Because what happens is, one, it's not just an internet tough guy thing, but when people are stripped of their in-person humanity and they are reduced to just sound bites that you read online, in the same way people are rude to Alexa or Siri, it's like, fuck off Siri, you know, like, like that's how they treat other humans on the internet because they're not real. It's a little less real when they are not, so, and especially if they don't even know them. So that's that polarization and that is not going to get better ever. But um, here's a question. So and, then should we just encourage yeah. more people like, like what I was doing? We should just encourage more people to be like me, but we can also just encourage more people. And that was being facetious sort of, but it's being encouraging people to have more human interaction again. Now that we can do it, yeah. actually uh, have conversations with the people that you perceive as your enemies and maybe don't have the conversation about the one thing you don't like. For example, I hate the movie, the Transformers movies. I think they are piles of garbage. If I went and hung out with someone who likes the Transformers movies, guess what I wouldn't talk about? The Transformers movies. I just wouldn't bring that up because I don't need to talk, to vent about it, maybe for two minutes, but I don't need to vent about the Transformers movies for two hours and how Michael Bay's, you know, all. I don't need to go there. I don't need to do it. And so right now we're in a society where we don't even have human to human interaction with the person, but we're also at the exact same time that we're not doing that, we're jumping to conclusions about the one thing that we can find that, can, that is the most negative thing about that person that goes against our 
current viewpoints, and then we're deciding that's the only point of conversation that we're allowed to have. Yeah, it's 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 turning this dumb like GI Joe view of the world. Yeah, where you got the good guys and you got cobras, and and your side is always good no matter what. You are the good guys, and everybody that slightly disagrees with you was a bad guy. And this is the type of childish behavior that's not only being supported in the media. It's that's that's what's driving the news that's what's the algorithms are, are, are reinforcing and that's what's like honestly being you're being taught to hate your neighbor and as that being virtuous you're taught to like snitch on them you're taught to like you know like literally like that the media does nothing but bring hatred i think yeah the news media is the enemy of the people they used to be the advocate of the people they are the enemy of the people and these social platforms are the enemies of the people yeah and our politics is the enemy of the people the only people that we have, like, really the only people that aren't shit are the human beings that are not politicians or news people. And, and we can take it into that. our own hands now. We can actually take it yeah. into our own hands and go have conversations. Stop being in your bubble. Go have conversations with people. And see, yep. I guarantee you there's commonality with you and the people that you think you hate the most. It's, and there's one thing that I will differ with you on this, Aaron. Um, so... And I can't help but bring this up every time I'm a mountain person. So we were out to dinner with some friends about a, maybe a month or two ago. And I hadn't seen them in a while. And also there's friends of the friends that we hadn't seen in a while that I'd met before. And the topic of star signs came up. And this triggers me a lot. And so I was just like, kind of like, you know, sipping my drink. I'm like, you know, that shit's not real, right? They're like, She's like, excuse me? She's like, it's very real. I was like, no, it's not. And she's like, oh, you are such a blah, 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 Sagittarius. So she's like, I was like, no, you can just say that about anybody. It's just like bullshit stuff. And then um, I did my usual party trick. I was like, okay, what's your birthday? And she told me whatever. So then I looked up a serial killer that was born on her birthday. I don't remember which it was. I was like, oh, you guys are exactly the same. This person, like, you know, he killed children. He, you know, buried their bodies. I honestly, I see this. It's like, it's the same thing. You guys are the same sign, right? He's like, that's not how it works. I'm like, then fucking tell me how it works. And we actually got upset and I was just cracking up because I was making her upset. So this is what. Wait, can I explain it to you then? Can I explain it to you then? Because this is a way again to not ruin a dinner and to also, uh, and to also actually find commonality. This is what I say about star signs. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. You're still ready to jump on it too. Uh, I'm ready. (laughs) So when we are born, based on the seasons and based on where we are in the calendar year, if you're someone, for example, who's born in January, you're born in the winter in most places. And in like the US, you're born in the winter. So it's colder out. So your birthday comes in a colder time of the year. And so... There's that. So just in terms of what's going on in society is slightly different. So you have a little bit more similarity with other people born in that time period, just by science. The second part of it that is, and again, this isn't really the signs. This isn't what the sign people are saying. It's just Uh when you're born in a similar time period to other people, there are some similar traits that you will have, even when you're put in the school system. If you're a January baby, you're one of the older kids. You're supposed to be maybe more of a, I don't even know if this is true about January. I don't even know what sign January is, but you are supposed, you're then maybe more of a leadership in more of a leadership role because you're one of the older kids. And it's just a generality that will then make people in that block of time when they were born have some similarities sometimes 
that are more than other than when you're born in other times, just because of the cycle of the 12 month calendar year. Like, let's say you're born in December. All right, that's holidays, that's festive. So that could lead to some brain psyche that's a little different than if you're born in July. And I believe that just scientifically could be a little bit true. Nothing to do with the signs, yeah, maybe the, but just to do with how it how it relates to the signs. I mean, maybe there's some micro science that talks about, okay, maybe the lunar distance might impact your blood and blah, 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 maybe. But I don't know if that has actually lasting impact. But then there's, there's these fucking dumbass people that like... See, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it right now. Instead of just accepting the fact that there is no, a little bit of commonality... I that they're I cannot accept this misinformation. <laughs> you're what you're saying was not necessarily wrong. I think it's wrong, but like there's people that use the star sign, moon sign fucking horse shit to judge other people. Oh, that's such a Sagittarius thing. Oh, like they literally assume that they know this person based on and they know everything they need to know about them. They know that, oh, they're aggressive or oh, they don't have a good sense of humor or whatever. I don't know what star signs what that shit says, but it's all dumb. And I think it's stupid. It's as dumb as like, Oh, well, millennials, they all feel like this. I'm sorry. That's like 20% of the planet. They all feel the same. Really? Well, what's your or sign? Gen what's Z your sign? Such a Sagittarius. Yeah. So keep going. Oh, are we really oh, yeah. doing this? Are we really doing this? Oh, we're doing this, I guess. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Um, so, just so you know what what your life is about right now, um, sure. So I'm trying to find the right a good one. So your horoscope says, "In love, control your emotions." <laughs> Dear, you are advised to practice patience in order to deal with the challenging situations of life. You're. Uh, this is a normal day and you may see some ups and downs on the business front. Some may feel a bit confused and find it hard to choose the right career option or investment opportunity. All right, crypto, I see that in you. You may feel a bit dull in the first half, but do not get discouraged. Your health should be your priority, which I think you're taking good care of yourself right now. So try to feel to offer a healthy lifestyle. You learn that from drinking too much. Maybe don't drink for a little bit. And if you have been suffering from a cold or cough, you're advised to consult the doctor of any major issues. You might may plan a short trip in order to relax. So I think you do need a trip, maybe to Jersey, which I believe you're doing. You are advised to practice um, and some difficulties are foreseen on the financial front. Again, crypto. So avoid investing your money in the wrong or tempting investment deals. To me, this is you. <laughs> but Eric, it could also exactly be you. I know. It could literally exactly be It's like... It totally could. They even got the whole, oh. It's like, I'm sorry. They even got the whole like, oh, if you've got a cold or cough, see your doctor. They even, it's like, ooh, everybody's scared of COVID. I'm going to write that one in. It's like, oh, they'll, they'll fall for that one. I think, yeah, I think trying to, I think people, the reason people love horoscopes is because they want to learn about themselves and they want some magic divination that tells them the truth of themselves. And because it's so unexplainable by any science that it's, it's seen as something that you just need to believe in and it's horseshit and I don't respect it and I think it's stupid. And that's the one thing I'll tolerate people with various political views. I'll tolerate anything. I can sit down with you, but I will not respect astrology. So... That, that's where I draw the what line. We have, why we will hope gong this is because we went from talking about commonalities and getting along and how we should accept <laughs> one another to now having a totally new topic that we're going to have on this show 
called Horoscopes, where we're going to talk about horoscopes. Oh. <laughs> I think it should be called Horoscopes. Horoscopes. All right, oh, fine. Right. It's it's uh, it's staying in. So now we're going to finish up the show because we have just opened up a new can of worms that we're going to talk about a lot more, which is hilarious. We're going to read horoscopes every month and just see how common we are with them. But let's go into Hopeless TV because we have a few more things to cover before the end of the show. And I want to make sure we get. Yeah. To so Hopeless TV, I just wanted to bring up the movie Eternals, directed by Chloe Zhao. It's the latest in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, introducing a, a slew of new characters, a new storyline that are then going to intercept with some of the storylines carrying over in the post-Thanos world. And um, so as we is all know... Is Paul Rudd you know, in you know, it? I know, Chloe Zhao, he is not. Okay. He is not. Uh, but, but half of the Game of Thrones cast is. Um, okay. But so Chloe Zhao just won an Oscar um, for her beautiful cinematic um uh film uh and i can't remember the name. What, what was well i don't know i didn't see it <laughs> i'm like drawing a blank on the menage it, it, it was recently on amazon menage or no no it's where she, they they do the road trip thing um i don't remember what it's called sorry <laughs> sorry chloe but no anyway, madland um we talked earlier nomadland Thank yeah you. i didn't see that i didn't um, see that had no interest so eternals so, so got review bombed by people saying, oh, the cast is too diverse. Oh, there's it's different than the comics. You know, there's not, there's more races now. It's like, okay, who fucking cares? They're aliens. <laughs> and then, um, oh, like, I think also having an Asian woman director that, you know, is just, like, known for an emotional movie. Now she's trying to do this. Like, it, regardless of the merits of the movie, like, it got review bombed. And again, going back to our YouTube conversation, that's the right of the will of the people. And I think I watched, so I watched the movie. I saw it in IMAX. And as I'm watching, I was like, I think it was a little bit long, and which is very hard for me to say for a movie, but it was enjoyable. And it was like, I don't think it was the best Marvel movie, but because it's starting a new a new world. And it's and there, and there were some corny moments, as there are in any of them, especially like all the the number of times you see the ensemble cast all Do like their pose. side by side for a wide shot. So yeah. to me, it's to like, me, oh, the... Yeah. All the Marvel movies have many corny moments, and there are very few that I can stand to watch. I know that's not the popular opinion because a lot of people love them. I uh, like Black Panther. I think was the the best of all the Marvel movies. I thought the Logan one was awesome, but in general, I just think it's a lot of the same tropes that have they're done twenty five times in a row. So yeah, I mean it's superheroes. So is this yeah. one? Is this one that if I like, for example, Avengers Endgame, not my favorite movie by any means. I actually was pretty bored. Oh, I loved it. Most people did. I know I'm in the minority here. Would I? Did you watch the first 17 movies uh, leading up to it? I've seen most of them. I've seen enough. And if I haven't seen them, I can guess exactly what's going to happen in them because they're the the plots are, are, as they say, formulaic. You kind of know what's going to happen because there's not much plot. Yeah. Except like Black Panther. I I, I think. I think what what happened in this movie was it actually fell into a lot of the tropes. And you can tell she hasn't really done action movies, at least that I know of before. And I think what she was trying to do was probably like, she's probably bringing her own artistic view to it. And then I have a feeling the studios were kind of like, no, 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 this needs to be more superhero-y, more this and that. And and it seems like it was kind of like the idea of like Fountainhead, you know, oh. where you got all these corporate interests and everybody kind of, combi- like, you, it's just multiple creatives cannot make a great thing. It often you need like a singular. Yeah. You need some vision and then a lot, then it thought collaboration process. around the vision, but not. All right. Yes. So I won't watch it. Thank you. This brings me, I already have hope. I'm just not going to see it. 
But here's or the thing. should I see it? It got people because it was so negative. It was so negatively reviewed that I actually enjoyed it a bit more because I had low expectations. The low, yeah. So. That, all right, maybe I'll watch it just to see if I can enjoy yeah. one. I'll hope on that. And then, and then I have one bit of hope to add. And this is not a hopeless TV. This is hope. This is a, a hopeful TV. Is it was just announced that Jerry? There's going to be a Jerry Garcia film made, a bio uh, biopic about. It's made the producers. I know the two these two guys. The two people who made this amazing documentary called "A Long Strange Trip" about the Grateful Dead. I think it came out. It came out before COVID. It's on one of the streamers. Oh, it's on Amazon. Amazon, I think. Uh, Long Strange Trip. Watch it. It's awesome. So they're two of the producers in this new Jerry Garcia biopic. Jerry Garcia is going to be played by Jonah Hill, and. And the director yes. is going to be none other than Martin Scorsese. So, wow. So I feel so much hope. This film, I believe, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be uh, coming out on Apple. Oh. And let's give that old Google. And so it could be Amazon. It might be Amazon and not Apple. One of them. I. Yep, Apple, Apple TV. TV. So this just gave me hope because I cannot wait to see what they come up with with this. This just seems like all the right things. They have the producers of the documentary. You got Martin Scorsese. Jonah Hill as Jerry Garcia feels like I'm excited too because we're going to get fat Jonah Hill back. I miss fat Jonah Hill. I like yeah. I, skinny Jonah Hill is a little yeah. annoying. And uh, and Jonah Hill also, yeah, I don't know how they'll cover up his tats because he's completely tatted now. He's got like big chest tats and stuff. So they'll have to cover up his tats to be Jerry Garcia. It's just... I just think everything going on with this is exciting. I can't wait. I love seeing news like this. Don't get it enough anymore. Just really cool movie news. And this movie seems like it's just going to it's I can't I already can't wait for it to come out and they pro, if it got announced already, that means they're probably in deep pre-production based on who's involved. So what do you think? Are you excited about this? Well, I'm I am very excited. And I got to say I feel like Apple's been bringing a heat but, uh, <laughs> with some of the stuff. But anyway. Oh, I did. I saw so, another good app, two good Apple things so far. The movie Finch, this Tom Hanks with his like, I with heard, his like robot I friend. I haven't seen it yet. And post-apocalyptic is cool. And uh, the, what is it called? The Therapist Next Door or something like that with Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. watched a few of those. They're yep. good. So yeah, Apple is doing things. Uh, I recommend. Uh, yeah, I man. recommend for you know. It's pretty cool to be friends with someone who works with them. I don't, I, I know someone. Yeah, I could only dream. <laughs> um, but tell me BTS news. Now we have BTS news. Yeah, I mean, this is more about you telling me. All right, I have to. I have to bring it. So, um, what is fascinating to me is how, like, the New York Times. And America makes things, makes a story out of something that already is not a big deal somewhere else. So what they are saying, New York Times had a big piece about how Korea is now a cultural juggernaut. How South Korea, not North Korea, they don't do anything good. But South Korea is a cultural juggernaut because of BTS and Squid Game. So big New York Times thing about how these two things in particular are just giants around the world. And therefore, our uh, um, Aaron, so sorry. Someone's like ringing my doorbell, and they're like still there. Can I just 
Be right back. Yeah. It's, and I'm, I'm home alone. So I, I, yeah, hold on one second. Sorry. So while we're waiting for Rohit, we are eyewitness if anything goes wrong with Rohit. So far, I'm hearing nothing. There's absolute silence. He has not come back yet. His dog is barking. And I now hear two voices. Doesn't sound like there's an altercation of any kind. So, so far, I think he is safe. But we're still waiting to see what Rohit is going to do and if he will come back. I hope he comes back because otherwise there would be a massive problem. But right now, there's no word. Yet yeah, it's still silence, mainly just the dog barking. So I don't know what... Rohit could be being abducted right now. He's in that big ring commercial. So maybe someone saw, found his house, wanted to meet him, maybe a super fan. Hopefully not a super fan like John Lennon's super fan, Mark David Chapin, who killed him. We really don't want to lose Rohit right now, but this is taking a while for him to come back to the seed. He's, it's, it's still, I don't know. And what could, who could possibly be there in the middle of the day wanting to see Rohit? And he's still talking to this person. Now the dog stopped barking. I do hear a footstep. I really hope the footstep is Rohit and not the intruder. And I hope Rohit is still alive. Because right now, there's still no sign of Rohit anywhere. Oh, there he is. He is still alive. He has not been abducted. He has not been abducted. Rohit is still alive. He has not been abducted. The intruder yes. did not get him. The, the ring fan of his commercial did not get him. He, I thought it was a super fan who was a huge fan of your Oh yeah, yeah. So, and he was there to abduct yeah. you or kill you like Mark David Chapman did to John Lennon. It was a very nice lady with a big with a big pit bull. Um and I was like, "Huh, did I cuz every time I see it's like it's like the same time I see like my little red envelope on uh on Reddit, you know, saying I have a new inbox or like a, a notification on Twitter. I'm like, "Oh, who would I piss off now?" And so like when people ring ring the doorbell, it's not a package. I'm like, "Oh, I'm in trouble in some way. I don't know what <laughs> I did." But uh, this rescue dog that she's fostering took a huge ass deuce um, behind my car. <laughs> and she was like, can I borrow a hose so I can like hose it off? I don't want you to have to step in. I was like, oh, now nah, I'll take care of it later. So I was like, I'm, I was like, I was like I'm going to call right now. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was like the opposite. Um, so I'll just spray off some shit later. I don't give a shit. Well, on the on the um, show, so, we had your demise going on. Yeah. OK, well. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint everybody. I am alive and well. He's alive and well, so we can finish the topic. So the the thing that made me sad about this is that because of these two juggernauts, that means that South Korea didn't have lots of cool things culturally going on before them because now that America has accepted these two things, now they're a cultural juggernaut. And I just think that kind of reporting is stupid. Just because... They aren't yeah. something isn't popular in America doesn't mean those things aren't popular in other places. And there's lots of places in the world. The world does not revolve around America, especially with culturally significant things like the Indonesian film industry, for example. Huge industry has lots of films. We don't watch them here, but in Indonesia, they're super popular and they have gazillions of people who live there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good sign. Yeah. People, I think like, it looks like the tone of this article was like, oh, you know, they went from K-pop and phones, but now overnight they became Phil Power. So it's like, no, dude, like Korean's been like leading the league in horror for a long time. They've been 
like Korean food's great. Like I think like we don't realize just how much our cultures blend over, but because we're in America, we get American culture. And sometimes when other things are discovered, it may seem sudden, but they've always kind of been there. And I think like America is such a cultural dominator, you know, like people dress like Americans, talk like Americans, rap like Americans. Like it's, you know, like it is, they watch American movies, you know, they, they read American books and like, it's, but that doesn't mean that's they all listen there to is. American I, podcasts. I think, yeah, and I can and I can understand the authors probably like there's like dude this this don't don't act like this is a sudden thing that there's other cultures that are interesting. I think yeah I, I agree with them, but it's like at the same time it's 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 a wonderful thing that we are embracing other cultures <laughs> for the first time in like in our country's history. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, and I think that's a great sign and sure these have always been there. So don't be upset about that. But like, yeah, I see this as nothing but positive. All um, right. And maybe some of, you know, like other cultures are going to blend in. Maybe they'll appreciate some Indian shit. Maybe they'll appreciate some other stuff. No, that's no cool. way. No, probably <laughs> all, all they know Indian people for is like Bollywood and Seven Eleven And it. a poo. Yeah. Well, I hope Gong it. I like it. And oh, now we, we nice. get to wrap up our show with uh, yes. with hope in sixty seconds. We've done it all. I mean, we even had you get abducted in this show. I don't. We've we've covered more than than most episodes. You even got abducted and then saved. Yeah. This, it's it's been a long episode, but we're gonna start, and these are gonna a minute each. And Aaron, go. So, Singapore has is a very uh, uh, tech forward nation place and they now have robot dogs which sounds cool except they're there just to enforce social distancing and that's scary give me hope i think that's amazing um like can you pet the robot no they just make sure you stay away from the other people oh well they're they're working dogs then you know every like but can I can I give uh, you? Uh, you have a link here. I know we're people. We, I'm gonna pull up the picture, but keep talking because we have 20 seconds left. All right, and and there, people are getting fined based on their how close they get to the robot dog, so they'll get fined by a robot dog. Okay, all right. This I guess this does feel a bit dystopian. The hope I can give for you is um, maybe people will make their own anti-government robot dogs, and then we'll have robot dog dog the robot apocalypse, and that would yes yes and. I'm I'm okay with the robo dogs fighting government robo dogs. I would be very happy with that. So so that's my hope for you. All right, I'll I'll take it. Hope gong bong. And then we have let, I mean let the robot wars. Yeah, begin. I mean we're all gonna be <laughs> dead, but great. And so the other one yeah. is I feel hopeless, but it's weird because this is gonna also turn into a, the hopeful field. Uh, Paris Hilton got married. I thought she'd been married like seven times already. Apparently it's her first marriage. And then they're showing all of the different celebrities who came to her wedding from Kim Kardashian to Demi Lovato to Emma Roberts to you name it. And the reason I hate it is I have had some interactions with Paris Hilton and I can't stand her. And so give me some hope. She's been awful. In my interactions with her, she's flicked me off before. She's... She pushed me. I've, I've had some interactions with the woman and give me hope. Damn. Well, here's the hope. 
I mean, I was at a Rams game a couple weeks ago and they were doing like the whole like celebrities in the crowd. They had Dr. Dre, everyone went crazy. They had YG, everybody went crazy. They turned to Paris Hilton and the whole crowd. Yeah. And I felt like really bad for her. It's like, dude, she was started waving. And then I think she was with her fiance. Um, so she got bullied at the stadium by 80,000 people. Um, so <laughs> that I, gives, I did that feel bad gives for me her. hope, but maybe, maybe that'll bring your sadistic ass hope. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hope Gonging the booing. <laughs> but it also brings us to Hope Fulfilled because we have to bring things full circle in this show and end things on a bright note. And my hope for Paris Hilton, which is where my Hope Fulfilled is coming from, in this godforsaken week where everything is hopeless, is maybe her getting married, finding the man of her dreams, getting this wedding is the time when she's growing up and she's going to change and she's going to become a kind woman and respect other people who weren't given the gift of being a socialite and having everything handed to them and then making a sex tape that made them famous and then using that sex tape to become famous for doing really nothing. Maybe this will be that time when she will be a changed woman and do better for society. So that's my hope fulfilled. Well, I think that's very nice. Yeah, And hopefully, yeah, I mean... You know, I don't think somebody, you know, hopefully it's not people finding partners that, you know, makes them happy or better. But, you know, but it, uh, yeah, I do wish her nothing but the best. I've never interacted with her, um, but it's nice. Maybe it's, it's just, you know, another way we can move on from our culture being like, oh, shit, new sex tape dropped. And like, just to kind of, oh, we're not know, supposed to do that. Start having more wholesome relationship. Yeah, I guess uh, not. OK. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, but good for her. I feel I feel happy for her. You know, she found her she found her person, um, and well, yeah. then take us and maybe she'll now, do great things with the fortune. Yeah, now that we have that hope, please hope take fortune. us take us off. Well, here we are going to wrap it up as we get towards Thanksgiving. So Aaron and I got to figure out our schedules, um, but more importantly, we are approaching the long-awaited episode sixty-nine. I'm not going to say we're actually going to have anything special, but it's just really excited about that episode just because it's episode 69. Um, but we are so close. We're so excited. But until episode 68, yeah. I'm Rohit Thawani. You can find me at Vohit for Rohit. My co-host is Aaron Wolf, the Aaron Wolf on all your favorite platforms. Our show is at The Hopeless Show on all your favorite platforms. And you can... Uh, what else can I plug? Um, um, and uh, watch... Such films as Tar and Restoring Tomorrow on different platforms. And read Rohit's The Guardian. When you're home with your family. When you're home with your family. Read Rohit's The Guardian article coming up. And yeah. and support our troops. <laughs> we never, I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> USA. 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 Support yeah. our troops. Yeah. All right. Till next time. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. That glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's the hopeless show.